Hello and welcome to On Board with Cruise Passenger, a podcast series for people who choose to cruise and those considering a cruise holiday. I'm Rose Jacobs from Cruise Passenger Magazine and my dream cruise is down the Peruvian Amazon on a small river ship in search of the lost city of gold. Oh, it's true. <laughs> don't let those piranhas get you though, Rosie. My name is Peter Lynch and I found the lost city of gold, so I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the editor of Cruise Passenger Magazine. My dream cruise is sailing around Croatia in a private Oh, that's so you. And I'm Benedict Chua, Cruise Passengers Content Editor, and my dream cruise is a voyage down the Nile in Egypt. Oh, you're in denial. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be bringing you the latest uh, cruise ship reviews, destinations, and more importantly, tell you how to get the best deals and full advantage of your ship when you sail. Today's podcast, which is part of the cruise industry's cruise month, is all about ocean cruising. Now, 70% of the world is covered by the ocean, so that's a lot of space to play in. Mm. It really is, actually, isn't it? It Some ocean liners do, in fact, um, they need plenty of space. (laughs) They come in all shapes and sizes, as you can imagine. And some are as big as cities, other small yachts for just a few dozen. They're powered by everything from sail and batteries to enormous diesels. And they come with a truly jaw-dropping array of features. Yeah, but latest liners are more impressive than ever across each of the categories of cruise experiences, from luxury to premium, the large, the small, the adventurous and the sustainable. Ah, Mm. yes. And once ocean liners were divided, do you remember this? Into the classes, like the old railway system. You'd have the below decks and that really meant just that. You don't want to be down there. So it's very Titanic then. Exactly. (laughs) I'll be Rose. You can be I'll be Jack. Yes. (laughs) How appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) But today, of course, as you can imagine, it is a lot more sophisticated. Um, There are still classes and divisions to an extent, but certainly not like it used to be. And contemporary cruise lines are generally really great value and more for families with rides from go-karts and racetracks to 10-storey water slides. 10 stories? Yes, 10 stories. I, honestly, my kids wouldn't believe it if they saw it. I the longest, <laughs> yeah, well, the mm. longest is 800 feet. Wow. And that's aboard Royal Caribbean's recently refurbished Navigator and it's called the Blaster. The Blaster. The Blaster. Premium lines are for the more refined passengers who like good food, great stage shows and shore excursions. Ooh, la-dee-da. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and luxury ships, well... They just like lots of everything, basically, Mm. preferably served up (laughs) by a white-gloved butler. All-inclusive, often they have unlimited caviar and champagne and fine dining. And I I have to chuckle, guys. I heard once that Seabourn, a luxury line, charges for the internet, but the caviar is free. And I can tell you now that that is completely true. Is it? Uh, Yep, I checked it out with the president and he had absolutely no problem with it. That's ludicrous. That's insane. (laughs) So more expensive Wi-Fi and free caviar. (laughs) I think I'll just gorge myself on the caviar. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Who needs to take that internet call? And we'll also be talking about expedition ships. So, you know, these kind of vessels take you to the most remote destinations in the world, anywhere from the Amazon, as Mm -hmm. Rosie's dream cruise is, Mm -hmm. um, to Borneo in Asia and even the polar region. And the kind of experiences you can do 
off the ship, which is what really makes the experience. And we're going to be chatting with one of the newest entrants to ocean cruising, Viking Cruises, to hear about all the exciting developments happening for this elite small ship cruising fleet. Oh, I also want to mention as well, we've got a competition that we're going to be talking about during the podcast. We have. It's it's an absolute cracker, valued at $7,000. Yes, so full details will be um, towards the end of the podcast. Stay listening. Yeah, keep listening. We'll do anything to keep you listening. Don't go away now. It's an absolute winner. (laughs) (laughs) But in the meantime, let's set sail by acknowledging just how advanced ocean cruise ships are nowadays. Chief Business Innovation Officer at MSC Cruises has described the line's new generation of ships as smart, connected cities, Mm. but with the added complexity of being at (laughs) sea. That's a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) But you can visualise it, can't you? It's a a giant city at sea. It really Mm. is. I mean, if you consider that some of the largest cruise ships can host up to, well, more than 5,500 people plus plus 2,000 crew members. That's insane. Obviously, because there are so many people on board the ship, technology is a really important thing for cruise ships Mm. these days. And one of my favorite things is remote check-in. So you can have all of your cruise ship documents, you know, your passport, your check-in documents, and obviously all of your information just available on an app. You know, Royal Caribbean, MSC have, you know, this app also available for you to book shore excursions, spa treatments and restaurants. So it's pretty darn amazing. Yeah, Princess's pre-cruise service allows you to register all your details before you go, from passport credentials to food preferences. Mm. And you'll be sent your wearable ocean medallion, rather fetching blue and gold, by the way. (laughs) It's the size of a coin that can be worn on a bracelet or necklace. And it's very smart. The ocean medallion means that the crew can find you anywhere with a drink or food order, know your name, preferences, and can treat you like your favourite passenger. So you could be sitting on a sun lounger, order a margarita, and they'll come and find you. Exactly right, Pearl. Mm. And they'll come and find you and with the exact order you want and your favourite peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> it even turns on the aircon and the lights in your cabin as you approach, thanks to sensors in the wall of the ship. No. We'll be getting our first Ocean Medallion ship in Australia with the Ruby Princess later this month, which features in that competition, Rose is going to tell you about later. That's a lovely <laughs> clue. Well, and Peter, later on, you're going to be trying an Ocean Medallion ship in America, aren't I you? I am indeed, and I'm really looking forward to it. I would say one thing, though, about this technology while we're pausing here, and that is that fabulous as it is, it will never replace the amazing service mm. that mm. cruise on ships give you. Those people who remember your name time after time, if you're you know, a, a frequent cruiser. I can remember being on one um, Sea Dream ship um, in America and the crew there were greeted by kids mm. as if they were family. Yeah. And they remembered every preference from those families who they'd met a year before. Yeah. Imagine how many people they'd had in between. Yeah, no, for sure. They had no technology at all. That is my definition of a luxury experience or yeah. something that's mm. really quite deluxe is when there's that personal touch and that point of difference where people actually make the effort. So you're exactly right, Peter. No technology is going to be able to replace that. It'll certainly improve uh, life on large ships. But on the other hand, there is something really wonderful 
about Manuel remembering that you like <laughs> two sugars in your coffee. Manuel. <laughs> Sorry, Manuel. <laughs> now, I want to point out as well that navigation for passengers is getting pretty funky now. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've actually been lost once <laughs> or twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, once or long. twice. It's completely believable. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a futuristic option is now available on some ships um, such as Aida Cruises and also Costa Cruises ships in the form of a robot mm. called Pepper. Pepper. Yes, and I wonder if Pepper would remember your name. That would be Manuel's son, by uh, the way. <laughs> or daughter, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But um, Pepper provides guests with information, including how to get from A to B mm. when you're on board. Yeah, it's that cocktail, you know. That's how you remember A to B. My <laughs> personal favourite is the app on your phone that will be launched by Virgin Voyages. You shake the phone... And a waiter immediately brings you a bottle of Moet. That wow. can't yeah. be true. That's progress. That is definitely I progress. I want my phone to do that. Now, I have to say, though, if Richard Branson had brought me that bottle of Moet, <laughs> that would be pretty darn amazing. Well, if you look on our website, you'll see Richard doing exactly that in a video. Mm. I'm so impressed. Now, I want to change the angle a little bit here, away from technology and onto destinations. Mm. Because let's face it, when we're talking today about ocean cruising, we're talking about where you cruise to. Yeah. Um, I'm not alone in saying the extraordinary locations now being accessed by cruise lines across the globe are really fantastic. There's nowhere you can't get to. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and Except you know, the Gobi Desert. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could try. Anyway. <laughs> now, I think a lot of us are fortunate to have cruised so much around the world. And, you know, obviously there are some places that we still want to go to. Um, and I think with the cruise lines really opening up their itineraries, it's giving us opportunities to, mm. to travel to, you know, some remote places. So, you know, what's some of your favourite guys? Okay, so I can tell you now that I'm dying, if mm. anyone's listening, to cruise to the Spice Islands in Indonesia. Oh, oh that'd that would be, nice. be so good. At mm. this moment, a few small lines, coral expeditions, aqua go there. Oh, and Princess as well. There's unspoilt just being discovered but fabulous indonesian culture terrific food glorious diving mm. and the most fabulous beaches imaginable so just book my ticket oh i think that's a hint hint nudge nudge really. <laughs> i'm very <Ooh>. jealous <laughs> <laughs> i'll carry your bags thank you <laughs> oh look i mean i've been so lucky i've done some of my top bucket list destinations already like the Irrawaddy mm. in myanmar yeah, that was fabulous. incredible um cruising Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, my combination of river and ocean cruising. I know today's about ocean, but I've been lucky enough to do a bit of both. And yeah. oh, like Peter said, you know, there are very few places you can't go to nowadays. I'd yep. I'd rather ask somebody, you know, where is it that you can't go rather yes. than yeah, where do you still want to go? Exactly. Oh, well, that's a tough question because <laughs> I haven't ever actually been to anywhere I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> You're just spoiled. <laughs> Let me just check my brochure. Here. But look, look, there, and the other thing about destinations, it's how you get there. I mean, one of my most memorable, I would say, was doing the Mediterranean on a five-masted schooner. Mm, oh, that sounds It was wonderful. just stunning. And everywhere we arrived, of course, we were the star of the show. So. Yeah. Mm. And there were only, only 170 passengers on board. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of uh, your bucket list destinations I've actually ticked off already um i did an amazon cruise with <gasps> aqua oh yes um and that was fabulous because you really felt like you were an, you know you were an expedition leader mm. you were going into the amazon you were fishing for piranhas you were swimming in the amazon 
I mean, it's just these really, really cool activities that you can do. Well, it's a miracle you've come home, Bert. I know, yeah. right? I could have yeah. been eaten. Yes, by the piranhas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think you swam with the piranhas. I did swim with the piranhas. But look, ocean cruising opens up tourism and mm. a vital part is the experiences you get. Um, that's really what's so important about uh, ocean cruising. You get to meet other cultures and you get to experience their lives. Mm. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you guys know that I was based in Vanuatu for a couple of years and that's a massive cruise ship destination now yeah. for good reason. Um, but I really applaud shore excursions that are starting to support local communities and local yeah, economies. Really important. Um, particularly these remote destinations all throughout the South Pacific. It's not just Vanuatu, but also places like Papua New Guinea. And these cruise lines are working really hard to build those relationships with the shore operators who are employing the locals, they're training and supporting those locals, and they're giving the tourists an authentic experience all at the same time. So it's a real win-win scenario. So important. I, yeah. We uh, recently did an interview with the expedition leader on a Ponant ship, which is an expedition ship, and I really remember him telling us how much they respect local communities. For instance... Whenever they arrive at a new community, mm -hmm. they send somebody ashore and ask the community whether they are okay yeah. with the cruise passengers coming on board. And at the end of their day, they ask the local community if they'd like to come aboard the ship mm. and experience what the passengers are are doing on the ship. And, yeah. and that was quite interesting. I've heard that exact same scenario, Peter. And do you remember they said that the, the little girl from the village got had to go never on board felt the ship? And oh, she yes. had never had, she never felt warm water before. Hot water. Yes, yeah. this was this was in the Arctic yeah. and, and she had never experienced warm water. And guests were crying mm. as they watched her experience. Because she was using yeah. all the hot water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> Stop it. There goes my shower. I'm freezing. Yeah. <laughs> but all jokes aside, it really is about supporting that relationship. And that's going to be a huge part of moving forward for these ocean yeah. ocean cruise lines. Oh, definitely. I mean, Azamara even have these really beautiful shore immersion experiences where you get to go and have dinner or lunch with mm. the Slovenian family. So, you know, it's just about learning about local cultures and understanding, you know, what they're about, whether they're producing wine or, you know, whether this farm has been handed down through four generations and whatnot. You know, mm. it's just such a nice thing to understand. Yes. I mean, there's a very good example very close to us in New Zealand, uh, Bay of Islands, where Princess has actually created markets for the local uh, indigenous community mm. where they can come and actually sell um, their skills and their materials to and souvenirs to cruise passengers. Yeah. As a result, that community's revived many of their traditions because even young people now see there's a market mm. for the skills that their grandparents have passed on to them. Yeah. That's wonderful. There's a similar project in Vanuatu post-tropical cyclone PAM in 2016. And so they've rebuilt the boardwalk area and the cruise ships in partnership with the boardwalk, they've uh, created the market space where only traditional locals from the outer islands are able to have a space within that market and they can only sell their traditional wares. And it's really supporting mm. those cultures that would so other otherwise be being lost. Yeah, and it keeps so them alive. Yeah. I think for all of us as experienced cruise passengers, we always try and remember you're there as a guest, give back. Yes, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Now, guys, we've 
obviously now we've talked about our amazing new ocean destinations. We feel like we've stepped ashore at these incredible locations and we've explored the local cultures. But now let's take a look at those features on board the ships that are really making waves. Mm. What are some of the most sensational activities and amenities and experiences within these ocean vessels that are really jaw-dropping? I know that for me, I was personally on board the Majestic Princess a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And this one, this is not one for people with a fear of heights, but there's something called the Sea Walk. and. It is a glass bottom walkway that hangs out eight metres over the side of the ship. So you're basically just looking down at the ocean. Oh, yeah. And you can imagine being on that when the ship is setting sail and you're in, you know, some of these more uh, high sea areas. When when there's a wind of 80 knots, yeah. Yeah, or perhaps (laughs) a a whale migration. (laughs) My stomach is churning a little bit. Yeah, look, not for the faint-hearted. No. well, uh, look, you know, a great example of ship facilities. I have to say that, uh, so I've been on the Ovation of the Seas, which uh, will very shortly be sailing out of Sydney again. Mm. She's an, a magnificent example of a 5,000 plus ship. Actually, no, four and a half now I think about it. Four and a half thousand passengers. But she's got every go fast to goody that Royal Caribbean <laughs> can throw at you. And skydiving, which is <gasps> basically yeah. getting inside a tube and having air blown up from the from the bottom so that you feel as if you've jumped out of a plane. Ah. Just the most amazing experience. I mean, it's really, really hard to do. Uh, Kids get it, but people of a certain age find it a little more difficult. (laughs) I can see you're not talking about yourself, (laughs) are you, Peter? But it is just stunning as an experience. Mm. And then in front of you, you can go surfing. on a The flow rider, right? The flow rider, which I know you've done, Bert. Have you? Yes. (gasps) I have it. It was good. I did stand up only very momentarily, but I th- I have to say it is it's very very difficult, much like the skydiving um simulator. So when we were on Voyager of the Seas, uh, we actually saw a lady lose her bikini top. And oh her bikini no. my god! You'd, that'd be the disclaimer you'd have to sign. Before. <laughs> yes. it's not about injuring yourself. No, it's, it's about, about personal embarrassment. I'm embarrassing sure yourself. Sure, everyone turned in away. front of four and a half thousand <laughs> passengers. And of course, Bert, you've also been on a racetrack on a cruise ship. Yes. Ooh. So on the Norwegian Joy and Norwegian Bliss, and soon the Norwegian Encore, they have a fabulous go kart track on board I could picture you behind the wheel that that would be scary I do get quite competitive and I have to say I did end up in a race uh, a road race with somebody and <laughs> ended up in another journalist injured but we won't go into that oh. but it is a fantastic feature can you imagine a go-kart track on the top of a ship yeah, I could imagine that's crashing scary. over the side yes no I mean <laughs> look th- that's just a perfect example though because you've got things now like laser mm. tag I've arenas, done laser tagging that's great tennis courts yeah. I can't yep. I, I honestly I'm, I'm not great at tennis so I'm just say it was for not exactly Rod Laver Arena, I have to tell you. Okay, it's good, not like you can play the Australian Open on but, yeah. but very, very good. Very and, great and exercise golf, in the morning. Golf, you've got that available. Mm. Yep. I really think that the biggest one that's pretty impressive, you don't normally associate ice skating rinks with ocean cruises. No, you no, don't. You don't. Yeah. My but kids would love that. Yep. Well, and the thing is with the ice skating rinks, they also turn into performance arenas. Ah, of that's course. right. Yeah. 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 Yep. So and and mm. a bit of go karting there too. <laughs> Depending on how many margaritas you've had, I'm but just going to stay. I'm <laughs> going to stay silent now. Uh, but I have to say, outdoor cinemas yes. are really gorgeous. Mm. So many of the lines have them. You can get yourself a pizza. 
get yourself a blanket, wrap up and watch a really big movie on a giant screen mm. under the stars. It's gorgeous. It sounds amazing, except that I do... I personally have a grudge with the amount of people that sit there on the top deck watching a movie yes. when right outside their periphery is a beautiful sunset over mm. the islands of the South Pacific and they're missing <laughs> it because they're all watching Top Gun. Yeah. Top Gun, on the TV yeah. screen. one of my favourites on the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know what you mean, but look. You, you have actually spent the whole afternoon looking over the side, I hope. That's true. Mm. That's um, true. So, so it's really a lovely experience. And I know, for instance, Princess Cruises is actually running a movie uh, festival at sea. Yeah. And it's starting, in fact, in a few days' time. Yes. So they sponsor, for instance, film festivals on land mm. and take them on the water. That's fantastic. I've also heard that there are live orchestras on board these cruise ships. You yep. just never know where, the, where they'll pop up. The, the entertainment is amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, art galleries? Well, art galleries have, are becoming really, really big. And we're not talking... So some people actually do run art sales on mm. ships. But more and more ships are understanding art. So if you take Regent, for instance, which is a uh, five-star line... There are Picassos on board, and in fact, um, yes, the isn't the there also the, ex like the Explorer actually has two Picassos outside in the hallway of its master's suite. And isn't there also like a thousand-year-old prayer wheel as Th well? That's right, yeah. a thousand-year-old prayer wheel outside its um, uh, its Chinese restaurant, mm. uh, and two thousand three hundred statues, paintings, all selected, in fact, by their boss Frank Del Rio, who is an art collector and in fact um i can remember being told by um, one of the co-owners on oceania that they had a damien hurst oh. which was now worth more than the ship wow <laughs> oh my goodness so to steal the damien hurst yes. you need to steal the ship as you well. would need to, exactly right Bernard. actually it sits would you believe next to the spa ah oh. Oh. Well, speaking of spas, yeah. hello, my favourite topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got these amazing, it's not just a spa room, it's like the whole floor of the yeah. ship dedicated yeah. to the spa experience mm. um, with hydrotherapy, mm. hot and cold water spas, you know, massage hammam rooms. And there are even some ships that have snow rooms. There um, is. Salt uh, rooms. Ice yeah. rooms, mm. yes. Viking, I think, uh, would be one of those. Mm. NCL also is another that has the salt room, which is really great for eczema, psoriasis, dermatitis. Asthma. Yep. It's asthma, phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. So many benefits. And mm. also you throw in those salons as well. You know, you can get your hair did. Yep, yeah, did. <laughs> get your hair did. <laughs> that <laughs> wouldn't be me. If you're after a great night out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You can do all sorts of stuff. In fact, I've actually heard that you can get your teeth whitened. You can. You can. That is completely true. And blokes, you can duck down there and have your grooming done before your a moustache waxed. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what can't you do? <laughs> and there are cooking classes and art classes. So particularly on lines like Oceania that specialise, they've got a full art studio mm. and uh, twelve station cooking where you're actually taken on shore to buy your produce by the chef. And then you come on board and you cook lunch. Well, from I my understanding, it. Oceania have a very um, strong partnership with Jacques Pepin, the godfather of French cuisine. They do Whoa. indeed. So, I mean, you know, he'll teach you how to make escargot and like a good French onion soup, right? 
finest cuisine at sea. That's their claim. (laughs) Well, actually, uh, Penant are also doing a similar thing where they partner with the Michelin chefs from Relais and Chateau. Mm. This is a really um, brand new announcement. It's very exciting. So they've just released their... Yeah, yeah, they're releasing their itineraries um, very soon. But these are the best chefs of France, Portugal Mm. and Asia. And I think you'll be talking to Curtis Stone fairly shortly. I will be, in fact, uh, with the Ruby Princess that's coming to Sydney very shortly. I'm, I'm going to be getting hands-on with Curtis, Excellent. so to speak. Well, pick up some recipes for us then. I'll do more than that. Um, yeah, we'll be getting in there and, and cooking and then eating. So, mm. fantastic. What's and, of course, you can learn a lot on a cruise ship. There are uh, lots of lectures um, and dance classes. In oh, fact, I may as well that? tell you that Cunard did award me the um, best prize. <laughs> I'm going to I'm yeah, scared. Yeah. I'm going to push no, my no, no, it's not too bad. Uh, yes, I I won the um best trier for the tango. Oh, trier. <laughs> trier. <laughs> That's the key operative yeah. word in that statement. For exactly. Effort, yes. effort and achievement. <laughs> yes. So participation award. Trees of my wife is still in the sick bay, but never mind. Oh, <laughs> With a broken foot yeah. and toes. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic, Peter. I hope you got a medallion for that. <laughs> so while the larger ships might be hugely popular for families, solos, groups, hens, bucks, you know, the works, they're not exactly for everybody. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mm. Um, I've been there, done that. But ocean cruising can also be an incredibly exclusive experience, mm. which is oh, yes. what I now personally prefer these days. Uh, you can have smaller ships that are tailor-made for passengers seeking a personalised holiday with attention to detail, and that's what I look for. So how about we take a quick sneak peek into this side of ocean cruising? Indeed. And we're talking to Anna Bathgate from Viking. Ocean Cruises, also known as the Thinking Persons Cruise Line. Its other claim to fame, no kids and no casinos. That's my type of cruise line. I'm with you on that one. Hi, Anna. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm very good, thank you, and thank you very much for joining us. So Viking this year has been named number one ocean cruise line by travel and leisure readers. In fact, You've won a lot of awards in such a competitive industry, especially since Viking is so new. Why do you think that's happening? Well, I think people are really starting to understand that Viking offers an alternative to the mainstream cruising. So you might have heard the phrase, the thinking person's cruise. Oh, yes. And that's what we're using to really describe the Viking difference. It it really is a different kind of cruising experience because primarily it's destination-focused. We're making the destinations, the star of the show. But at the same time, we're making sure that your experience is culturally enriching. Um, so it's, it's not so much breezing by, checking out the sites, taking a selfie. It's more about getting deep into the destination and understanding the place and the people that you're visiting. Um, and in addition, we operate small ships. So these are ships that have no more than 930 passengers. And it means that they can get into those smaller ports that the larger ships can't. And then yeah. we spend longer there at the same time. So it's it's the total package, if you like, the Goldilocks of cruising. Oh, the Goldilocks <laughs> of cruising. I love that. And I think that you actually make sure that everyone has one shore excursion included. In fact, the inclusions on Viking really are part of its very, very strong value proposition, right? 
That's exactly right, which is proving really popular amongst Australians. Yep. Um, we call it Vikings inclusive value, which essentially means you're going to find it really hard to put your hand in your pocket and spend any money while you're on board. We include a shore excursion in every port of call, Wi-Fi on board the ship throughout your cruise, uh, wine and beer with your lunch, no charges for specialty dining, um, complimentary laundry, 24-hour tea, coffee and water. Amazing. Even the spa, the Nordic spa, which has the, the snow grotto and the, the sauna and the plunge pool, there's no charge to come into and, and enjoy those facilities. Yes, uh, I, I can re well remember. As, as you know, I've taken a couple of Viking cruises, and I think one of the most important parts of that cruise was the no nickel and diming promise. Oh, Peter, I thought you were going to say no knickers. I was not oh, going to say no you, knickers. You were talking about the Nordic Spa. <laughs> I was, yes. Actually, my That's memory of the ice... different kind of cruise. <laughs> yes. My memory of the ice room was being told by the American who was sitting next to me, now, son, don't forget to sit on a towel, not on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought about that for a minute and thought, yep, that's a very wise guy. Hey. But but that but that value proposition, you're quite right, really does resonate not just with Australians, but with all of your cruises. And I remember, for instance, that you know, the bar staff, for instance, as as they closed down at the end of dinner, were very keen to make sure that every guest had a full glass of wine before they closed the bar, which I just thought was so tremendous. Oh, yes. And if you do want to drink outside of lunch and dinner, then the, the drinks list is actually really competitively priced. If you want to purchase a drinks package, for example, you're only going to pay Australian $25 per person per day. Yeah. That's so reasonable. It is very, yeah. very reasonable. Now, I think one of the other interesting things, and you've really um, put your finger on it, Anna, is that Vikings managed to find a different type of cruiser in a way. Because, you know, the thinking person's cruise, no kids, no casinos, all of that's fine. But the books, for instance, when I was on board, I suddenly noticed how many people were suddenly reading books who ordinarily, I suspect, would never have picked up those volumes that have been collected by, um, I think, someone rather special at Viking. Absolutely. The, uh, every library on board our ships has been curated by Haywood Hill, which might not necessarily be a name that you know of, but they're actually one of the most influential booksellers in the world. They oh. have a warrant for the Queen and um, a, a couple of other very um, majestic names. Um, but the books have been curated for each of the different parts of the ship, depending on what kind of experience you're looking for. So in the Explorers Lounge, they're dedicated to the polar explorers of, of our day. Uh, and then you go down to the living room where yes. you'll find coffee table books that are focused on um, art and photography and very visual topics. But they're also curated around the destinations that your itinerary visits. So each of the ships operates in sort of certain parts of the world and those books bring to life the destinations that you visit. And they, they really are collected because I can remember picking up one and finding a dedication from somebody's mum and thinking, that's, that's really wonderful. <laughs> and they're large format books, of course. So something really quite unique and probably disappearing. And what better time to read a book than when you're on holiday? There's sometimes it's, it's a book that can make all the difference to the way you experience a place that you travel to. It can bring it to life in a way that you might never have imagined before. So Viking kind of understands those very little tiny details yeah. and makes sure that that's part of the experience. Every little detail on board has been carefully thought out 
to make sure that your experience at the destination is enhanced. Now, Anna, um, I do need to pipe in there because being a mum, I seize any opportunity I can to leave my kids at home. <laughs> and I wondered what, what you were well, going to yeah, say I thought then. maybe you were talking about bringing the kids. One of the things I love about Viking is that you guys just proudly declare no kids and also no casinos. So, I mean, it would be a lot easier to read a book on, on board when you don't have kids running around everywhere. I personally think that's fantastic. We love children, but we also think that, well, we know that our guests value the opportunity to get away from them as well. Um, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a mother myself and I, I look forward to the day when my um, child becomes 18 and can have the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> you booked up already, exactly. I'm sure. And there's actually a few other no's that it's, it's just worth pointing out because it's something that Viking hang their hat on. It's not something you see every day, a, a list of the things that a, a, a brand or a cruise line doesn't do. But beyond the no kids and no casinos, you might also be interested to know that there's no formal nights, which Australians love. There's no inside staterooms whatsoever. Mm. They're all veranda. Mm. No photographers, no art auctions, no waiting in lines, no charges for things like Wi-Fi and drinks and specialty dining. That makes a big Um, difference. It is absolutely very different. So what are our Aussies' favourite destinations that they've been travelling to with Viking? Some of the most popular destinations are what we would call the Viking homelands. Mm-hmm. So the Viking brand is um, was founded by a Norwegian native and a lot of the onboard and um, the interior design is grounded in that Norwegian um, history and, and, and that Viking basis. Yeah. So a lot of the itineraries that we find are most popular amongst Australians are in that part of the world, from Scandinavia into Russia, um, Estonia, that sort of northern Europe, Scandinavian cruising Mm. experience. Anna, would you say that the design on board the ship as well is is really built around that Scandi chic kind of interior design? Ah, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Gorgeous. My favourite. Blonde woods, yeah. a lot of nat- natural textures. Essentially, it's it's deliberately designed that way by a hotel designer, mind you, not um, not a typical cruise ship designer, mm. um, to enable you to uh, you know brings the outside in. Yeah. Uh, it's all about clean and serene spaces, which focus on the destination rather than the interior themselves. I think what I really loved about it was the number of times I saw references to the Viking culture, not just the fact that there's a Viking museum on board, mm. which is strange, but, al- <laughs> but also the fact that, that in the, the cafe in uh, one of the lounges, there are the recipes from the owner's mum. Oh, wow. Mm. And, and, of course, I have to bring up the success cake, which uh, I have to say is one of the culinary world's great undiscovered secrets <laughs> on board Viking. I cannot tell you how many slices I had. Now, uh, the Viking Orion is here this season. Where will she be going, Anna? Well, the Viking Orion arrives down under um, end of December 2019. She'll be sailing eight different local itineraries, so based between Australia and Auckland. Um, but we're also going to see Viking Sun in our waters as well this oh, year. And that's, right. that's pretty exciting because she's going to be uh, about midway through the Ultimate World Cruise, which is the 245-day oh. longest passenger cruise ever, which this, we're going, yes. hoping to set a Guinness World Record for. Excellent. So she'll be calling into Sydney? 
Yes, she'll be calling into Sydney and to uh, all of the other uh, major cities along the eastern seaboard, uh, as well as New Zealand as well. Uh, and then she heads up back through Asia and onwards towards London, her final port of call. Fantastic. Mm. Um, actually, a cruise passenger, we've got a couple of your passengers who regularly report to us on what a great time they're having. So we'll, we'll uh, look, yeah. look forward to seeing those, those vessels in our port soon. Thank you very yes, much absolutely. indeed, Anna. Great to talk to you. Thank you very much, Peter and, and the team. Great to talk to you too. Thanks, Anna. Ciao. Take care. Bye. And for anybody wanting a bit more info on Viking, you can go to the website, vikingcruises.com.au. Well, I have to say, after hearing Anna's comments there, it really highlights the fact that you can talk about ocean cruising in so many ways, from those larger ships down to the smaller ship experiences. There's everything in between. It's and amazing. It gives you an opportunity to leave your kids behind. Yes. <laughs> and there are quite a few different types of cruises we've still got to talk about. So, uh, so there'll be many more. Indeed, indeed. I mean, I'm still really quite excited about some of the announcements in the last month alone around the world. You know, the Australian-designed Scenic Eclipse that was launched and that comes with two helicopters and a submarine as oh, well yes. as luxurious food, amazing stabilisers <laughs> and ice class. So this means that she has access to those polar regions in total luxury. Yes, but I still think my all-time favourite is cruising through Thailand on a star clipper powered by sail. Oh, that would be nice. Wow. Now, it might be time to mention the details of our amazing prize. Yes, indeed. We're offering a fantastic prize. Twelve nights aboard the beautiful Ruby Princess sailing to New Zealand with all-inclusive and $200 worth of onboard spending money. Straight to the bar. Or mm. straight to the bar. <laughs> or the spa or for you. Or the spa. <laughs> All the you bar. need to do is go to cruisepassenger.com.au backslash. No, forward slash. Oh, no. Forward slash. Forward slash new, new wave. wave. And that's to go with the new wave <laughs> magazine that we've launched this month. Excellent. You'll find the competition there. Oh, and what do you need to do for the competition? All you need to do is give us your best sustainable travel tip. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be as simple as taking your own plastic bag. Or turning the lights out. Yes. Or taking your own coffee cup. Taking so your simple. own coffee cup. Mm. There's a $7,000 holiday <laughs> right there. Well, we gave you guys three tips there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. You can't so use those. Go straight to that. But meantime, that is everything we have for you this week with On Board, with Cruise Passenger. And from all of us here, we thank you so much for listening. But Rose, what? I haven't told my joke. Oh, oh dear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> all right. Now, lucky that cruise ship humour doesn't change much. At Cruise Passenger, we selected the 10 best jokes on ocean cruising very recently. And here's the top one. I know you've been waiting. A very nervous first-time cruiser approached the captain. Do ships like this sink very often? The captain replied, not too often, usually only once. Bum, I bum. think that's a foghorn moment. We need a foghorn. Oh. And can I clarify, you picked that one as the top <laughs> out of ten. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, sadly, that's it from us this week. Aww. On board with Cruise Passenger. Thank Happy you for listening. Time. 
We've had a great time. Don't forget that you can check out everything, including our online newsletter. You can subscribe, have a look at our magazines. It's all on the website, cruisepassenger.com.au. And the competition, which is uh, just at a forward slash, forward slash new wave. Excellent. And you could win that amazing prize. And but good luck. Tune in next time to On Board with Cruise Passenger. Cruise Passenger.